back to the Doggy Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 116, Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you, and it is upon us, ladies and gentlemen, hands down, the best weekend of the entire year. The NCAA tournament is back after an unprecedented two-year hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Everything is shifted one day back for opening weekend, so the good stuff really begins on Friday. And this episode of the Doggy Juice Podcast will get you equipped for all four days of wall-to-wall college hoops action. We've all heard plenty of bracket breakdown already from the talking heads, so I'll spare all of you with the narratives and the hot takes, and instead we'll dive into the tournament from a betting standpoint. And towards the end of this episode, I will let you all know the best-kept secret when it comes to betting at the NCAA tournament and finish up with my final four prediction. You're ready. I'm ready. The world's ready. It's time to go dancing again, baby. Everybody's ready to go. He's ready to go. I'm ready to go. And you're ready to go. Just a quick disclaimer that the opinions expressed on this podcast are always my own and do not reflect the opinions of Play Up USA, Play Up Limited, or any of its subsidiaries. In case you haven't listened to the past couple of episodes, we officially launched the Play Up Sportsbook in the state of Colorado this month. So any of you listeners out there living in the Rocky Mountain state, I know I have a few of my friends out there that might be listening to this, but you should definitely download the Play Up Sportsbook app and give it a try. Definitely reach out to me personally uh, with any feedback that you have. We have the best deposit bonus in the game at 200%. Also a free $20 bet just for signing up. You don't even have to make a deposit to get that. Uh, so definitely take advantage of that ahead of the big dance this weekend. Come back to me with any early feedback you have because it's always our aim at Play Up to provide the best possible sportsbook experience for all of you betters out there. And be sure to keep Play Up on your radar because we are moving quickly to enter into new states. And of course, when it comes to the latest updates on state-by-state sports betting legalization here in the U.S., the Doggy Juice Pod is always here to keep you up to date. Yes, yes, sir. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this is it. The weekend we've all been waiting for. Brackets are out. People everywhere are breaking down the teams and work productivity at most offices in America is about to take its normal dip around this time of year as college basketball comes front and center, even for the casual sports fan. According to the American Gaming Association, March Madness as a whole this year is expected to more than double the amount of handle that sportsbooks took on this year's Super Bowl, which, by the way, broke records, which, of course, this year, the tournament, it will make the tournament the single highest wagered on sporting event in American history. That's about to happen. It's a very interesting bracket this year from a power rating standpoint. The field is a lot more top-heavy than in previous years, especially on the one-seed line. Gonzaga is the consensus short shot to cut down the nets at 2-1 to one odds. Some places are even lower than that. And those, those odds have dropped as a result of their relatively easy path to the Final Four. It's a spot where they're going to be you know, at least a seven-point favorite over any opponent in their region, barring injuries, including my alma mater, the number two-seeded Iowa Hawkeyes. And in fact, some spots have the Zags at minus 230 just to make the Final Four, which implies almost a 70% chance Uh, that the Zags make it to the final weekend. Of course, you should always be shopping around for the best available price, which is one of the 10 Doggy Juice commandments for sports betting, and it has never been easier than ever before to do so with more and more legal, regulated sports books available to bettors here in the U.S. 
But depending on where you shop, Illinois and Baylor are next in line when it comes to um, odds to cut down the nets in Indianapolis in early April. Illinois is in the range of plus 450 to uh, 6-1, to one, around that range, depending where you look. And Baylor is a consensus 6-1 to one shot. Michigan, the other number one seed, is next uh, consensus 8-1 to one to win it all. But everyone and their uncle knows about the Isaiah Livers injury and its impact on the Wolverines team. After the four number one seeds, there's a pretty steep drop-off when it comes to tournament futures. Uh, the four number one, number two seeds, Iowa, Alabama, Ohio State, and Houston, are all in the high teens, low 20s on odds boards. And like I said, those prices vary greatly from book to book. But you should probably be avoiding futures odds anyways. I've said this a lot of times in the Doggy Juice Pod, including on last week's episode and on past episodes before that. If you're looking to bet a team's futures for the big dance, you are almost always, with rare exceptions, better off doing a money line rollover instead of betting the team on the futures board. Uh, just for the simple fact that the household on futures is a lot larger than most people think, and you're not just getting you're not getting the best bang for your buck when you're just betting them on the futures uh, futures boards. I wrote an article uh, for Bet Chicago about this topic just over a year ago that you could find if you Google it, but almost always you're better off taking the initial stake that you want to bet on a team and betting them game by game and rolling over the winnings along with your initial stake. Uh, accordingly, doing so will almost always yield a much higher payout, sometimes a significantly higher payout um, on the team that you're looking to bet to win it all. And the best part about doing that is you don't need your team to win it all to cash your ticket. You can get out of it at any time and keep your winnings, keep the money that you have, or you can adjust your strategy accordingly. So maybe if uh, you came across new information or if you didn't like the line in, in a certain game, you could just keep your money or look to bet it live. There's just so much more you could do when you have the money at your disposal already when you're not waiting for your team to finally cash the ticket or having to hedge a ticket or anything like that. So something to keep in mind. Are you looking to find the edge on your betting this March Madness? Then head to Dimers.com. Dimers is your must-visit destination during March. With every NCAA tournament game put to the test with their powerful data-driven game simulations. Take a look at Dimers' top plays via the College Basketball Bet Hub with live scores for every game, live betting probabilities updated in real time as each game unfolds, and links to the best sportsbook odds and promotions to help you beat the books. Dimers is dishing dimes to betters this March Madness. Make the play now at Dimers.com. To take a bit of a deeper dive into brackets and tournament seeding, it was par for the course this year by the committee in screwing over the mid-majors. If you all remember those dominant Wichita State teams from a few years ago, the committee didn't even try to hide what they were trying to do to Wichita State, uh, giving that team that was in the top 10 in the country by all metrics, Ken Palm, Vegas ratings, you name it, giving that team a 10 seed in the tournament with a very difficult first round matchup. And then in their second game, a, uh, you know, a matchup against second seeded Kentucky, for example. But not only that, but also that game taking place in the early Saturday morning slate, the, the outlier slate that no other team's playing on, on short rest, stuff like that. Anything to squeeze out the little guy and make sure that more you know, bigger name programs are playing later on in the tournament for TV money. Remember, it's all about the dollars. And to that end, the committee once again did their part this year. And this year it was Loyola Chicago's turn to get screwed. They're ranked number nine in the nation at Ken Palm, but they got an eight seed in the tournament, which means that they'll have a date with Illinois in the second round if they get past ACC tournament champion Georgia Tech in the first round as five-point favorites. That line's moved up uh, from an opener of two. 
This also screwed over the Fighting Illini, of course, who have a tough matchup on their hands if they have to face Sister Jean and the Ramblers in the second game, one of the best defensive teams in the country in Loyola. Wisconsin's another team that was seated wildly off their number 10 Kempom rating as a number 9 in the South region against North Carolina. It's been tough sledding for the Badgers the past few weeks, and they certainly lack depth, but uh, that was another one to note. Also, from a macro level, Baylor got pretty screwed over for their second-round matchup. They'll have to take on the winner of Wisconsin and North Carolina. And if you think it was a coincidence that Michigan State or UCLA gets to take on BYU after their playing game, think again. For my Hawkeyes, because I know a lot of you listeners out there, Iowa listeners, are going to want to hear this take, Oregon's going to be a tough matchup to prepare for that zone on short rest if that's the second-round matchup. But even the first-round matchup is tricky with the Grand Canyon team, the number 15 seed that brings a very strong defense and the size to challenge Luca Garza. They have their big man down low, Mitgard, who leads all of college basketball and field goal percentage at 72%. They also have Alessandro Lever, my paisano from Bolzano, Italia, who shoots 40% from deep and can catch fire at any time. So it's it's not going to be an easy game for the Hawkeyes. And although that spread has come down a tick, I certainly won't be laying the 15 with Iowa. I would actually recommend small wager taking the points with Grand Canyon in that game. And speaking of wagers, let's dive into some specific matchups. Before I do that, I think it's important to remind a lot of you, especially new bettors out there who are new to this podcast, um, of an important concept when it comes to finding long-term success betting sports. And I've long stressed this on the Doggy Juice pod and as legendary Vegas odds maker Jimmy Vaccaro likes to say, Joe's bet teams, pros bet numbers. But sports betting really just comes down to markets, being able to beat the market. And every market's different. The bigger markets like the NFL, like sides and totals in the NFL, which is the biggest market you could find in America, um, those see the most betting action, the most liquidity, and therefore those lines are very sharp before a game kicks off. Contrast that to something like a lower-level soccer or tennis match or even a smaller conference college basketball game where not as many eyes are on, uh, not as many people are paying attention to those softer markets, softer lines, so more opportunities to find plus EV betting opportunities. But, of course, the trade-off on that is there's smaller betting limits at the books with those. So when it comes to college hoops, these games this weekend, they, they see a shit ton of betting action. If, if you're looking to bet most of your games right before tip-off, you're almost always going to be just flipping coins. And yes, on a small sample size, you could do very well and have yourself a nice tournament in any, uh, any given year or any given opening weekend. But over the long run, this is not a winning formula for long-term success. The key to winning in the long run is attacking lines before they are sharpened out by the market. Hitting openers, anticipating line moves, finding lines that are off the market consensus, you know, including stale lines. Those are some of the ways that you can do this. And of course, that's a lot easier said than done. In fact, in my mind, my goal was always just to beat market moves 60 to 70% of the time, and even that's difficult to do on a long-term basis. But I can assure you that betting the market consensus spread or total right at tip-off in the big dance is not a recipe for long-term success. And I know I told a few of you listeners out there, my lads out in Chicago, that it would be a good idea to fire on the Alabama-Iona over 143.5 when that hit the board on Sunday night after the brackets were revealed. That one's now sitting at 147.5, 148. So it's just an example of something you can get on and get plenty of closing line value if you're able to spot those inefficiencies and get ahead of them. And along those lines, as I record this on Wednesday night, we've already seen line moves like that in a lot of games. So 
um, and some more than others, of course, especially on, on totals. But some of them might move back a bit, too. Oftentimes, you see these head fakes by sharp groups or betting syndicates in order to get books uh, or one particular book uh, stepping wrong-footed or wrong-sided. It's very nuanced, that's for sure. And full, full disclosure here, I've said on this, I've said this on previous podcasts, but my depth of knowledge on college hoops this year is a lot different than in previous years, especially since I've been doing this podcast. I've stopped doing my normal work on my college hoops models and uh, stopped that in early December uh, for my new role with PlayUp, which has kept me from doing my normal game grades and tweaking everything. But having said that, I have updated one of my models, the more simple one, just to include up-to-date statistics and data to at least help point me in the right direction for finding value um, ahead of this weekend for the Big Dance betting board on the opening weekend. So with the caveat that these are not the same doggy juice models that we've been working with here on the pod in years past, here are some bets that I do have in pocket and my go price on each one. And assume all of these are at minus 110 VIG. Uh, but the first one, this shouldn't come as a surprise to many of you, but Drake at plus two, which is where they were for quite a bit of time. And I know there was plenty of money on them. Now that line, the, the favorites flipped on that one in that matchup, the first four matchup against Wichita State. Drake is now a one and a half point favorite, but I still think it's good at minus one and a half for a smaller position. Nothing above that, you know, really reduced it at minus two. But uh, Drake is the official Doggy Juice Pod team of the year two seasons ago. I'm glad to see that they made the tournament this year because they've one of the best. One of their best players is returning, which is the reason why that line's flipped. Also, just not just because of the money, uh, it's partly why you know the favorites flipped, like I said. But Wichita State's also lacking a lot of depth. I think people have come to realize that, despite the fact that they've played really well down the stretch. Another team, Rutgers minus one. Call that one good at minus one or better. That one's at minus one and a half. That's a game you probably don't want to watch, though. It's gonna be quite boring uh, watching those two teams slug it out with a low total. San Diego State. Minus two, reduce your position at two and a half. That line's now at three, so a no play at the current price. Wisconsin, plus two. Call this one good to plus one, but reduce the position at plus one. I have them slightly favored in that matchup against North Carolina. It's not the it's not an ideal matchup. North Carolina, all that athleticism that they're going to bring to the table, so it's one of those bets you can look pretty dumb later on, but numbers-wise, it's good. I'm Wisconsin catching the points here. Liberty, plus nine. Uh, that's where I got it. Currently, it's at seven and a half. Call that one good at plus eight. So look around, shop around, see if you can get a more favorable number there. Winthrop, another dog, and they're actually the most popular public dog here. I got them at plus seven for a smaller position, knowing that this was the case. I was hoping for a better number there. That line's at six and a half as I record this. I think everyone and their uncles picking Winthrop to beat Villanova because they know Gillespie's injured for Villanova. That's public knowledge now. So you know, if anything, I could see this one ticking down a little bit more. Might even want to play back on the other side, but uh, you know, smaller position on Winthrop if it ticks back up a little bit for for any reasons that aren't related to, to injuries or player personnel. Loyola, I laid uh, two points on them after it posted. Now that one's sitting at minus five, minus one fifteen against Georgia Tech, so no play there now at that price. Ohio plus nine is where I got it. Now it's at plus seven, but it opened plus eleven, so no go anymore at that price. They're another popular dog. And then a bet that's still out there, and this one's a pretty popular public dog as well, which gives me a little bit of trepidation, but uh, UCSB, Cal Santa Barbara, plus 7.5. That's the going rate right now, but they are definitely a live dog that can win that matchup outright. And then two ugly dogs that I'm looking to bet, but uh, 
hopefully after some more public money comes in on the favorites here. Oral Bob, the number 15 seed playing Ohio State. Oral Bob loves to score points. They're catching 16 against the Buckeyes. And that's good enough to maybe lock in a partial position right now, but I'm really hoping to see 17 or 18 show on that one if more public money comes in on the Buckeyes. Everyone remembers seeing that that deep Big Ten tourney run. They brought Illinois, the hottest team in the country, to overtime. So might get a little bit of public push on the Buckeyes in that game. And then the other one's uh, another team going up against uh, the team I was just talking about, Illinois, but that's Drexel. Currently plus 23 in that matchup against Illinois. Uh, and 23 is fine to lock in a partial position right now, but wait for this puppy to tick up to 24, even plus 25 before tip off and all that money comes in on Illinois. Plug your nose and fire away. All right, before I close out the pod with one of the best kept secrets out there when it comes to March Madness betting, it's time for another message from our sponsor. Dimers is your one-stop shop for everything March Madness this year. One of the cool things they've got going is that they've teamed up with FanDuel Sportsbook to present the Dimers March Madness Simulator. It's super simple. All you have to do is pick the team that you're riding with throughout March Madness and run the simulator to see how far they progress through the knockout tourney based on Dimers' predictive analytics models. It's a great insight into the path your team has to take to the title game using Dimers' very powerful intel. The Dimers' intel was red hot during conference championship week last week, so you can see how a simulator like this could be your best friend during the most popular gambling event of the year. If your team wins, you can go straight to FanDuel Sportsbook to make your bet on them to win it all or run the sim again with the same team or someone else to see if you get a different result. That's the Dimers March Madness Simulator, sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Run the sim now for free, only at Dimers.com. All right, time to pay off the plug from the start of the podcast. One of the best kept secrets out there, in my opinion, the best kept secret out there when it comes to betting on the NCAA tournament, although it's one that's quickly picking up steam, and that is the first to score 15 points markets. There's also first to 10 and first to 20 markets and others like that, but I've found over time that the first to 15 usually provides the most value when you're looking to bet on an underdog catching some nice plus money in the big dance. The main concept here, uh, main concept behind this one is that odds makers will base the first 15 off of the greater full game spread and just do the math and set the odds accordingly. But in reality, in these tournament games, especially in the first round, there's butterflies on both sides that are difficult to quantify. Players are on a stage that most of them have never been on before. But on top of that, a lot of these bigger favorites sometimes come into these matchups with a different type of mindset. Perhaps they're looking forward to and preparing for their second-round opponent, like a number one seed or a number two seed, just not taking their first opponent, uh, their first-round opponent seriously, doing a lot more prep work in the days ahead of time uh, for their eventual second-round opponent. And also today, you can even argue, you know, with COVID-19, there's just the additional distractions with traveling and, and getting used to your surroundings as all the teams are more or less hunkering down uh, during this process and everyone's you know, just stuck in their hotel rooms. But sometimes these bigger favorites come in sitting fat and happy and don't have that same pep in their step. And on the flip side, you usually have an underdog that has spent all their time and energy on this one matchup, this one game, this one tip-off. And, the, and they have plays that are drawn up, especially on offense. And a lot of these coaches are smart coaches that know how to draw up these offensive plays and take advantage of, of um, weaknesses of their superior opponents in a lot of cases. And they're all fully focused on keeping up with their, like I said, superior opponent and playing toe-to-toe with them, especially early on 
in the game before those opponents can make the necessary adjustments. So with that in mind, and of course, shop around for the best available number on this because more and more books are offering first to 15 props. But you should look at some underdogs to score 15 points first this weekend before their uh, their their opponents, the, the full game favorite. And oftentimes you can find a nice plus 250 or plus 330 price, for example, when the true number should be you know, 30, 40, or even 50 cents cheaper. There's a lot more variance in these first to 15 games. Of course, you're not going to get anywhere near the same payout as playing the underdog on the full game money line, but you can use this unique variance in the NCAA tournament to your advantage in the first to 15 points markets. It's one of my favorite things to bet every single year, and especially in the first games, the first round of games in the in the big dance. So a team like Colgate here, for example, could maybe apply, although Colgate, you know, they're difficult to break down because they didn't have any um, non-conference games this year, but they could be a good candidate against Arkansas to get to 15 first, and of course, depending on, on the number. Um, but And also depending on the number, a team like Drexel in the number 16 seed, who I've already talked about, that can put points on the board and potentially find a fighting Illini team that is slow out of the gates after probably spending a lot of their time preparing for and distracted by the potential second-round matchup with Loyola-Chicago, the local team. So remember, if you're playing one of these big dogs in the first to 15 market, you don't need any of them to, you know, you don't need the majority of them to come out uh, to win. You only need a few of them really to come out with a profit. So the first to 15 markets, Doggy Juice Pod listeners, is my gift to you this year if you are already not aware of their significance. And to close things up, just so I can get it on record here, the official Doggy Juice Pod final four for the 2021 Big Dance. Let's call it Gonzaga, Florida State, Baylor, and Houston. And then Gonzaga versus Baylor in the championship games, and the Zags cut down the nets. I did lock in a rogue Illinois 11 to 1 future ticket before the Big Ten tournament, and for selfish reasons, I'll be cheering on my Iowa Hawkeyes and the local team fighting Illini to cut down the nets. I mean, both those teams playing for the national championship would be a dream, that's for sure, especially for my fiance and I, she's an Illini uh, alumni and I went to Iowa. But I do think this is the Zags year and they have the favorable path in the bracket to finally get this done and win a national championship. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Podcast. As always, follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. If you enjoyed listening to this, then please rate the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Uh, Giving a quick rating really only takes 10 to 15 seconds and absolutely helps get this podcast out to more people who can benefit from it or maybe even enjoy it, especially those who are uh, interested in learning more about the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization or just how to become a better sports better ahead of March Madness. Anything you could do to help spread the word and spread the love, it's very much appreciated. It just takes a few seconds to make that review, so be much appreciated on my end. I'll be back next week to break down the Sweet 16, and remember, the money prints the same in the NIT. Good luck on your action this weekend, and I will talk to you all again soon. Doggy Juice out. Doggy Juice out.